Welcome to another episode of Daily Musings from Sacred Ground. Years ago, when our three youngest children were quite a bit younger than they are now, let's say when they were about eight, six, and two years of age, um, we'd drive up pretty frequently to go visit my mom, who lives three hours away. Uh, we live in Columbus, Ohio. She lives in a little city of Struthers, just outside of Youngstown. And oftentimes, uh, we didn't get going till late, and we'd stay up there for two, three days. So if we get started leaving here at 8 p.m., we're not going to get until 11. And oftentimes, we were leaving later than 8 p.m. And I remember one of these uh, drives up in particular, because what would often happen is that... Uh, our youngest son, Finn, would fall asleep, and then his brother and sister would bound out of the car when we got there, wake up Finn, and here we are exhausted after you know packing up, driving, having to unpack, and now we have this baby or toddler who's awake. So one time, we're going up there, and like I said, I think the kids are about the ages of eight, six, and two. And uh, the two-year-old and six-year-old have fallen asleep. But my eight-year-old son, he's, you know, struggling to stay awake. It was kind of a challenge that he liked to try and stay awake for the whole trip. And <clears throat> we're getting pretty close to my mom's. And so I say to him, uh, his name's Meshach, I say, uh, Mish, we're almost to grandma's. But when we get there, I want you to let mom get out and set up Finn's bed. Just stay in the car for a couple of minutes so you don't wake up your brother. And I'll stay in the car with you guys while she sets that up because I really don't want him, you guys bound out of the car, I don't want him to wake up. Hmm. This is, I probably say this for three miles, five miles from, from my mom's. We get there, we pull in the drive and my eight-year-old Pops off his seatbelt, goes jumping up, practically crawling over his brother, who's in his car seat. And, Wah! and I was so frustrated. I just started yelling at my son. I just told you, you know, and I just went on. And you could just see his eyes, and he's tired too. And you could just see the tears welling up in my eight year old son's eyes. And he goes in and goes to bed. And, um, and as it turned out that particular night, Finn did wake up, but then fell asleep pretty quickly. But I felt lousy. And I had messed up before, of course, as a dad. And sometimes it's not enough to just go in, oh, I'm sorry, son. You know, he's heard that from me because I mess up sometimes. And I go and check on him. And I don't know if he's asleep yet, but he's kind of turned facing the wall and... I get up the next day and I go to the local coffee shop and I just feel lousy. I feel like such a jerk. And um, I feel that way for hours, all morning, early afternoon. And you know, there's a lot in our culture telling us um, we shouldn't feel bad. You know, we don't want to feel bad. and. 
and I understand we don't want people to be wrought with, you know, guilt or shame for years and weighed down and, and down on themselves. But a little thought came to me that day. Or a question, maybe. Why do I feel bad? And the answer is and was because I wasn't being the dad that I want to be. And again, none of us are perfect as parents, as romantic partners, as friends. As... But I was really not being the dad that I wanted to be. I don't want to yell at my kids like that. And I did some things to try to make some amends with him. And I, ongoing, <laughs> over 10 years later, this is not like this has disappeared from my life, my messing up, but one thing I, I recognized that day was that it's, it's okay to not feel good if you mess up. Because it's sort of like that's in me telling me to make some changes. I've said before on here, my aspiration is to be um, a kinder human being at age 68, if I should live so long, than I am today at age 58. I'd like to think I'm a little better now that I was 10 or 20 years earlier. And so I don't want to pathologize that feeling yucky when I'm not being close enough to who I aspire to be. I want to take that and say, oh, Okay, yeah, how can we make some shifts? How can we do better? How can we remedy or heal? And to me, that's, that's part of healthy parenting, but I think it's uh, part of all my hopefully healthy relationships, whether that be with my wife or with my friends or acquaintances or neighbors, loved ones. We don't want to be wrought with guilt and weighed down with shame. I'm not advocating that at all, but I think, at least for me, and, you know, you've got to decide for yourself what's right for you, but sometimes those not-so-good feelings are actually um, very worthy to help me to at least try to continue to grow.
I'm Michael Malley, and you've been listening to Daily Musings from Sacred Ground.